Welcome to Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. I'm your host, Shanitria, and this is a podcast about all things cannabis and parenthood. Yep, I'm a mom. I got two kids. I'm 31 years old and I got a man. We've been together for over eight years and I decided I'm going to do a podcast and I'm just going to talk all about weed and being a mom. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. That's been really great. That's been really fun. Then I started interviewing people and just some people who are doing really dope things in the cannabis industry. And I said, you know what, next I want to talk to you. So I put a call out on Blunt Blowing Mama's Instagram page and I heard back from so many of you guys who were interested in being on the Blunt Blowing Mama podcast as a guest and share your story. And now this is for you guys to hear. I cannot fucking wait for you guys to hear these women, these moms, their stories. You're going to be blown away. This is so good. I'm not even going to talk anymore. Let's just get into it. Welcome to season two of Blunt Boy Mama podcast. My name is Bree Espinosa and I am 30 years old and I am from the Inland Empire um, in California. I am currently in the middle of a divorce, and that's literally in the middle of it. Um, (laughs) I have two kids with him, however. Um, I have a son who is just turned three in January. His name is Brenton, and I have a daughter who will be two in June, and her name is Olivia. When we first met, he was not a frequent user the way I was, and then... um, I got pregnant very, very quickly. I was pregnant within three months of us dating. Um, Very unexpected. And I chose to stop smoking while I was pregnant. And then um, my postpartum hit pretty bad after my son. And I started using um, smoking again. And then he started smoking with me. So it was like a it was a, I guess, a newly habit for both of us to unwind to. Um, so he was open to it. He was open to it. And we were only married. We were only married for 24, 23 months. We were actually driving to on our first date. And I remember, like, we were on our way to this bar. Um, and I remember, like, asking him if he smoked weed. And he, like, casually was like, yeah. Every now and then, you know, just nonchalant about it. And I was like, okay, well, I I do smoke. And he was like, no, that's fine. Like, you're fine. But then I kind of noticed that he was like, I just don't like the way it smells on you. And he he didn't use it as often. So he was way more okay with me stopping when I got pregnant, I think. (laughs) Um, I am the, my upbringing, I am the second oldest of five. But I have a blended family. So I have an older brother who is from my now, he's my stepdad, but my dad, um, first marriage. So my stepdad had two from his first marriage. My mom had two from her first marriage. And then they had one together. But in the midst of all that, my stepdad actually adopted my sister and I. So he's not a stepdad. He's a dad. He's raised us. We were, oh my gosh. 
Um, I think it was four or five when they got married. So he's dad for sure. But like cannabis was never used around my family. Like I was never, I was never introduced to it um, from my family. But I was, I was always juggling something. That's for sure. And I struggled with depression through my teenage years. And um, like I shared on uh, a post a few months back, I have been sexually abused and I, I was raped in high school and it was a very difficult time. I was not using cannabis at that time, but I probably should have been now thinking back about it instead of the other things I was choosing to use. Um, it was never really talked about amongst like my parents, the usage of cannabis anyway. I I don't even remember the first time. I remember smelling it on my uncle one time at like Thanksgiving. And I was like, what was that? And my mom was like, the devil's lettuce or something snarky. And that was like at a young age. And then um, in high school, it was it was always used. Like it was always around somebody. I didn't smoke it in high school until my senior year. Um, but I mean, I grew up in a pretty low income neighborhood. So it wasn't not normal for it to be like out, I guess. Um, but it was never talked about. It was never addressed as that. It was just don't go that way. Don't go this way type of thing. That the first time I smoked weed, it was so fun. <laughs> I was with my best friend at the time and we were with her boyfriend and his friend. And I was 18 and um, we, it was, I think it was around Halloween because we were going to go to Walmart and get some scary movie, but the Santa Ana's were in the wind and they're stupid where I live. So it was like really windy. So we drove and we smoked a joint and I coughed my entire lungs out. I literally thought I was going to die. It took one hit and we were driving to Walmart. And I was standing in the Walmart line. And I remember just like really feeling like I was in a dream, like on a cloud. But I was so aware of what was going on. And the, the cashier at Walmart was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to have whatever you had after work. And then I just laughed the whole way out to the car. And, and then I slept really good. I was very turned off by it I was not a smoker after that at all in fact I was in a relationship with somebody who was a very frequent user and I was very uncomfortable with it to the point where it was hidden from me so I had a very negative outlook myself on it for a while and then it kind of took me moving in with a girlfriend of mine who used cannabis a lot more than I was aware of and she was a mom at the time and I was not and I remember arguing really, really heavily with my then boyfriend about him wanting to go smoke with his friends instead of hang out with me and his weed was more important and blah, blah, blah. The, you know, the immature love affairs that we have. Um, and my roommate was like, just come smoke with me. Like, just come home. She smokes out of a bong. She's like, just come hit my bong and I promise like you'll be okay. Like if this will feel better. And for sure enough, it like calmed my ass down and I slept 
like through the night. And at that point, that time in my life, I was not sleeping well at all. Um, so then I started to really see the benefits of like, this isn't just a, oh, I'm going to sit on the couch type of thing. Like it can be a glass of wine, if you will. It's no different to me. Oh, absolutely. I like, I mean, we ended up getting back together and smoking for a long time. And then even after, like we became friends and still smoked a couple of times. I was at that time, I was 19 going on. I was, we dated between 19 and 21 for a very long time. Nobody really knew that I smoked weed every day. I mean, now thinking about it, it probably was my ex-husband, the only one who knew I used every day. And then slowly, my sister started to see that I was. And my uncle, who's my mom's brother, and I are very, very close. And he and I smoke often together. And amidst my 20s, while moving back and forth from different places, I would end up having to come home from time to time. And my uncle lived with my mom at the time. And so we would go and smoke together and my mom would threaten to kick my uncle out. She was, my mom just does not like it at all. She doesn't like the smell of it. She's not for it. She just is, she's a very negative outlook on it. So I knew like once that happened, I could never talk to my mom about it again. Like it would have to be something I just did and didn't, she never saw. So I never moved back home. <laughs> and then just recently, because of the divorce in September, I suddenly lost my grandmother. And I had been on and off prescription antidepressants so lost for some time. And then after I lost my grandmother, I had a really bad episode of a dark place. And I chose to see my doctor about it and get back on my antidepressants. And I was still using cannabis at the time, just not as often. But I promised that I would stay on it for the six weeks, like they said. And I just remember feeling like so blah. Like I couldn't get even get an emotion at all. Like I wanted to cry and I couldn't cry. And I'm a very emotional being. So that's just not normal for me. I stopped and I took myself off of them and I started to do my research on, you know, how to just the dosage, the micro dosage and edibles instead of just smoking all day long and using it as a medicine. And yes, the benefits of it of unwinding, but when I have my trigger moments and I could step outside and smoke a bowl real quick and then calm down to my senses. Or, you know, pop an edible and give it 15, 20 minutes and just let me get through the rest of, you know, this playtime and this one-on-one time with my kids instead of being in my anxiety, be anxiety about everything else that's going on. And so moving back home with my divorce has had me to have moments where I've told my mom and dad, like, look, I need a safe space. Like, I need a safe space to be able to smoke, to calm down, unwind, and they've been open about it. My mom still, she's she's not all there about it yet, but we're working on it. And to me, that's enough right now. And I don't tell people that I medicate with cannabis 
I think honestly, because I work a nine to five (laughs) and I don't need anybody's judgment. I'm very on top of my shit, but I just, there's, I guess, executive levels and what I do. And I just, it's just frowned upon. There's a lot of older people that I work with that it's just frowned upon. They have a very big stigma against it. And I think within my family and my group of friends that those doors are all open now. (laughs) Like everybody is fully aware that I'm a pothead and I'm fine, but I don't think I fully brag about it the way I'm comfortable or I would like to, or the way I hope one day the world can view it as because of those reasons. Cause I'm scared. I'm scared that I'll lose my job about it over it. And I'm scared my kids will get taken away for it. The way I have consumed cannabis has definitely not been, it hasn't changed too much. I'm a, I love my flower. Like I smoke so much flower. I'm an everyday smoker in the morning to get my day started at night to unwind. If I had a day off, it's like literally all day. I do have a vape that I use sometimes when I need to be discreet about it. I have a CZ, but I love my bong. <laughs> I, I smoke out of my bong and I roll some joints from every now and then, which I didn't used to do, but I'm a, I'm a bong smoker. So I did not consume cannabis when I was pregnant with my son. I did start right up, back up right after. I had to have an, an emergency C-section with him because I just did not dilate. Like he just was too big and my vagina was like, no, he's not coming. So you might as well just go through the C-section. So with my healing and trying to breastfeed and adjusting to new mom in general, I started using cannabis again. And I stopped breastfeeding him, not because I was using cannabis, but because he just was sucking the life out of me. And we just were not happy. We both were not happy. And I chose to put him on formula. And with my daughter, so I was only not pregnant for like nine months. (laughs) So when I got pregnant with my daughter, it was actually the day before my wedding. And I was so sick with her. I mean, I was in the hospital in and out because I would faint and I would just throw up. And I remember throwing up. I I went back to work when I was pregnant with her. And I remember having to run to the bathroom to throw up and I was so fatigued I just I passed out and they had to have the ambulance come and get me and it was pretty drastic and that was early on I think I was only like 14 16 weeks pregnant and from there they were already like you have intense morning sickness and you're losing drastic weight this is you know you need to be doing these things and I was trying to eat and I didn't have an appetite and I was throwing up and then they were giving me these tablets to put underneath my tongue but they would only last for so long and then I was I had ended up getting a really bad kidney infection and a kidney stone when I was through four months pregnant and I was in the hospital for three days and they were giving me the children's like Norco, but it was not taking any kind of pain. Like I would have rather given gone through labor again. It was so bad. 
but the second I was released to go home, I was like, I'm done with everything that they have been trying to keep me healthy on. Like I was so sick. It felt like I was hung over all the time, like in the spins, everything. And the only thing I knew to cure that because I've hung, been hung over is to smoke. And so I did. And then I started researching a lot of different moms that, you know, used, used it like I Googled. And then I started doing the whole Instagram searching. And then I found, I think I was Kira that I came across who the cannabis and parenthood and I just resonated with everything. And from there, I just started connecting with different women about it and felt more comfortable using the cannabis during my pregnancy and talked to my then husband about it. And he was okay with it. As, and I was very cautious about it. And I chose to share it with my doctor. He, it was my same doctor that had given my C-section with my son. So I had a pretty comfortable relationship with him. He was not at the liberty to encourage it, but he did make note of the changes that he saw. He saw me putting back on weight. He saw color coming back into my face. He saw me wanting to be more active and he wasn't telling me to stop, but he wasn't telling me to do it either. I was open with him about it and that made me feel even more comfortable. I did choose to stop when I was 36 weeks, I think. It was about four weeks out of my C-section because I had to have a scheduled C-section with her. And I did not want them to find any kind of THC in her blood system and start calling me or start calling CPS and take her from me. So I, the, ver the guidelines or not guidelines, the rules and legis legislations or whatever they're called is very vague, I think, in that area. So a lot, um, I was scared. I was not going to take my chances at all. And mind you, I was sick all the way through my pregnancy. It wasn't just the first few months. So that break was horrid. I was an awful person. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely a... I never had a point where I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. Especially after I stopped breastfeeding my son, I my my postpartum was really bad. Especially because I had to go back to work. So I needed to figure my shit out. And then I got pregnant again. And it wasn't until I got super, super sick because they were giving me the, the or not Zofran underneath my tongue. They were giving me these shots. I, I would have to go in to get these like certain shots to keep, like, keep me from being so nauseated. And then those wouldn't work. And then they went as far as giving me, I think it's, it was like promethazine, but in like a gel form. So I had to stick it up my ass because everything else would just come out anyways. And I was like, no, I'm done with this. I'm growing a human. The last thing I want to do is stick my finger in my butthole right now. I, I'm just going to use cannabis. Like, I'm just going to smoke. Like, just leave me alone. And then it was a fight between my ex-husband and I. It wasn't, it wasn't an easy, like, oh, I'm just going to do it type of thing. Like, there was a point where he was very upset that I was using. And he refused to do the research with me and read the articles that I would send. And then 
I think it was when I passed out one time, he was like, okay, like I get it. <laughs> like, okay, just be careful. I don't want to get CPS involved at all because he has kind of a trauma trigger from that. So it wasn't until then that was my only hesitation about it. So when I had my son, my water broke. I don't know if you know about those baby mama dances, but there's a video out there of me and my ex-husband. And I swear by it that it broke my water with my son because the very next day I went into labor with him and I was in labor with him for 22 hours before they realized like, okay, we just need to have you, like, we're going to cut you open and get him out. And so that was all like, okay, normal. But then when I had to have my, and I loved him. Oh my God. I loved him right off the bat. He was just, he was perfect in every way. He didn't cry at night. He, by four months, he was sleeping through the night. Like I was like waiting for something to happen. Now he's three and I understand, but with my daughter and I had to stop smoking before I had my scheduled C-section. So I was at that point, I was not in, I was not so much sick anymore as I was like, just get this thing out of me. She was a very, very active baby. So, I mean, even when I was smoked with her, like she was just bouncing. So it was almost like she, it didn't even affect her. I don't know. Cause she never chilled <laughs> at all. She was always bouncing around and I have the gnarliest videos of her like feet and arms coming out of my stomach. It's so cool. But when I stopped smoking, I was very, like, bitchy. So it's hard to tell if it was a pregnancy, if it was me coming off of the weed. I don't know. But there was no labor. Like, I took a shower that day. I had her. Um, I put my makeup on. I drove myself to the hospital because I knew it was going to be the last time I drove for a while. And, like, I remember sitting in the the room waiting to have her and like looking at my ex-husband and being like this feels so weird like I feel like something dramatic should be happening and it's just not and I didn't like it like I did not like it at all because they had to give me an epidural so they numbed me from all the way down and being conscious while that's happening is just on a totally different feel like I my anxiety hit instantly and they were my heart rate went up and my daughter's um, blood pressure dropped really quickly so they had to instill a I'm not even sure what it's called but it basically was to calm me down and she came out just fine she was healthy eight pounds beautiful but I did not connect to her right away I I struggled. Uh, I breastfed her longer than I did my son. And I was using cannabis at the time. And at that point in my life, Dominique Baxter Mama is the one who gave me so much knowledge on breastfeeding in general, but how her usage of cannabis helped her, you know, with, with it and how like her son was there too and he's healthy and fine so I it was comfortable doing it and I didn't see any negatives in my daughter at all she wasn't overly sleepy she wasn't she was normal and I swear I mean I know she's a girl but she is so much smarter (laughs) she catches on things so quickly and I get so many compliments on how much she's just advanced and I would I love to think that that's because she's my little cannabis
With my son, I waited probably about two months after I gave birth to him to start using cannabis again. And then with my daughter, I think it was like two weeks, two or three weeks after, I was really nervous about coughing with my stitches. Whereas my son, I didn't have to worry about that because by the time I was, I started smoking again, I was already, my stitches were already healed. And that's when, <laughs> that's when Dominique started making me some edibles. <laughs> I, when I was breastfeeding with my daughter, the only worry that I really had was the effects, obviously. So I started to, to do my research and then I wouldn't smoke right before I breastfed her. I would pump a lot and then smoke and then I remember just not like it wasn't it didn't it wasn't different to me like it wasn't making any difference to her like I didn't notice any change she was normal and then it just became normal for both of us like I could sit and breastfeed her and be calm you know and let her do her thing and she would watch for hours oh my God, hours. I felt like I never had a break. If she wasn't on one boob, the pump was on the other. And it was just, and then I had my son running around. It was, I was, my hands were full. And if anybody expected me not to smoke weed during this time, it was fucking crazy. That was all I was telling anybody. I've struggled with depression and anxiety since I was a teenager. And so I have my very fair share of knowledge of antidepressants and different ones. I don't think I really acknowledged the anxiety side of it until my postpartum after my son hit. And it wasn't until this last year that I chose to substitute or not substitute, but completely take myself off of antidepressants and use cannabis. And I've always done both. I've always had an antidepressant that smoked. So it was more of like a recreational outlook for myself. But now I'm starting to see the medicinal side of it. And I started to see that when my postpartum got really, just really intense with my son. My, my postpartum looked like depression and outrage and anxiety like I would cry all the time I wouldn't want to leave the house at all and if I did leave the house I could only go out for a couple of hours before I wanted to be back home and my stress levels were ridiculous and so I would snap constantly at the smallest things like I think I remember my ex-husband leaving a cap off of the milk or not tightening it all the way. And I literally had a shit show about it. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, this is not, this is not how I want to be at all. And when I first had it with my son, it was, I wasn't connecting to him. I didn't feel like I was supposed to be a mom I just didn't feel that bond immediately with him. And I was really scared about that. I remember. And then I remember talking to somebody and I was going to a support group at the time, a postpartum support group. And I remember hearing one of the moms say that she 
like just didn't feel like she knew exactly who she were was at all and that she just felt guilty for being a mom in general and then I realized that I wasn't the only one who like had this so maybe I did have like the postpartum depression and that's when I chose to get back on my antidepressants with my cannabis use and then it wasn't until after my daughter and losing my grandmother and going through you know this divorce and this transition that I've chosen not to rely on my antidepressants and use more of a holistic approach, especially with using my cannabis. So when I was younger, I struggled with depression and immediately, you know, was told to go see a counselor and go see a psychiatrist. And I did all those things and they put me on, I believe it was Wellbutrin at the time. And I don't ever remember it really working. I don't know if I took it enough, to be honest. And I was so on and off and on and off that it was I just don't know if I ever really had a grip of what it was supposed to do because I had such a, I could do it myself type of thing. Like nothing's wrong with me. I don't need it. And then I would get so low to the point where my mom would be like, look, like you need to take your medicine just for your well being. Like you don't understand. Like my mom struggles or my mom has thyroid issues and she has to take a pill every day to just feel right. And she's like, it's like that, like that's if your thyroid. And it took a lot of conversations like that with my mom, <laughs> you know, to keep me on them. And I, the cannabis part was, like I said, it was always kind of a recreational thing for me. And it wasn't until the anxiety of not being able to go anywhere, or my anger was my, my outlet for my anxiety at some point and it wasn't like that when I was younger I was very like depressed like I didn't want to live and this was a different this was a different uh anxious and like out of control emotion that I just did not recognize and so I've been in and out of therapy but when I lost my grandmother in September very, very unexpectedly, my ex-husband and I were already going through a really hard time and transitioning from into a separation. And so when she passed, it was already a dark place for myself. And I, a week after she passed, tried to suffocate myself and realized that I was in a very dark place again. I was sick and I needed to go see my doctor. So my mom and I went and they encouraged me to get back on my antidepressants at the time. So they just put me back on what they were giving me um, after my son, which was Zoloft. And I promised to take it for the whole six weeks to, to actually have it make some kind of an effect or see a difference. And I did. And then I remember by like week seven or week eight, like having a really shitty day and wanting to cry so bad. Like I wanted to cry and I couldn't, like, I remember sitting in my car saying like, just cry. Like what is going on? And that was just not normal for me. So I just knew like I was done. Like I couldn't do, I was not going to take them anymore. And I remember going back to my doctor and telling her like, this is how I feel. 
I am numb. Like I can't laugh. I can't cry. Like I'm just flat. And she's like, yeah, that's like one of the side effects. I'm, I'm known for it to say that, but at this point I can't adjust your dosage. It has to be a psychologist. Well, to even get an appointment for a psychologist is like a six month waiting period. So by the time I even got an appointment, I don't even know what my mental well-being would have been. So I made the decision to stop taking it. And I don't have any regrets. And I know, and, and this is for myself, everybody is different. Everybody has their own ways. So I am not knocking pharmaceutical at all because I do know that it helps people. I'm just not one of them. And sometimes, I will have to take an anxiety pill because it's just out of control. It's very less often now that I've kind of understood what how to use edibles for that reason. But yeah, it's I'm completely off my antidepressants. I have my days, but they're not as intense. I don't feel as heavy. My kids are too young to know at all about cannabis, but they, I mean, I. I don't smoke it in front of them. And usually it's like when they're napping or sleep or after they're asleep. But I do plan on telling my children that it's it's a medicine and I'm it's not something that's gonna be hidden from my kids at all. I am an advocate. I will encourage anybody to whether it is C B D or THC or cannabis or you know, whatever your outlet is with it. Do your research. But it it helps me be a better mom. I'm present. I'm playful. I'm relaxed. <laughs> I'm focused. I. It's not. It's not a negative. It's not a negative thing. If it's used responsibly, it's not a negative thing. And I will be the first one to sit here and say, yes, I use cannabis, and I I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> if a mom had said. I was a bad mom for using cannabis. I would ask her if she has a glass of wine or if she has a beer or if she vapes, you know, the or smokes a cigarette or any of those. Those are her their outlets of relaxing, taking a break, if you will. So why is my frowned upon? Because it's a different style. That makes no sense. We're not couch potatoes. We're not sitting here just staring at our kids like live their life no we're teaching we're learning ourselves on our children and when I in my consume I am so in tuned with my kids sometimes like I'm learning from them and they're learning from me so in the end isn't that what we're really all here to do anyways I think I just I think I think about stopping sometimes and then I just come back to reality that if I stopped, I think it would be because somebody thinks it's bad or uncomfortable and then I wouldn't be being true to myself and my reasons of using it. So I don't, I don't plan on ever stopping smoking or consuming cannabis in general. Cannabis has helped me as a mom be more present. <laughs> my anxiety is down a lot, a lot, a lot. It helps me sleep. There's a lot of the times where I wake up a lot. It's definitely been a crutch through this transition in life with my divorce and 
you know, rebuilding and all of that. But that's what I've come to realize. Like it's always, I always come back to what keeps me, what keeps me up. And it's, it's always Mary Jane. And that makes me feel like I can be present with my kids and take care of my shit as a woman and refocus and regain, you know, my goals and what I'm here to achieve and what I'm really here to do. And it's on a spiritual level, like, oh my goodness, let me on Sundays, just let me have my, my laptop with my elevation church and my coffee and a bowl and I'm good. Like, let me praise my Lord and get my Sunday going and I'm good. So it, it and even spiritually, like it helps me connect. It helps me connect to like the wise inside, the open mindedness of what faith is, what's really like what we're all trying to connect to in a sense. And for me personally, when I'm in my word and I'm listening to my sermon you know, on Sunday morning with my coffee and my bowl, it, it helps me to take a step back and just like really appreciate the present moment and what really, really matters, you know, and it, it's, it's just all consuming for me. <laughs> Hi, my name's Bree and I'm a mom and I smoke weed and that makes me a badass. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Blunt Boy Mama podcast. This is season two. I am so happy to be bringing this to you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's episode, which will be airing next Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) If you like what you're hearing, then you should definitely share this podcast with a friend, with a cousin, with a family member. (laughs) And if you really feel in it, you know, if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. (laughs) If you like it, then you should leave a review on it. on Apple Podcasts. That is where you are able to rate and review this podcast if you enjoy it. I would love that. Thank you in advance if you are, which I know you are doing that. (laughs) Also, follow Blunt Boy Mama on Instagram. Follow Blunt Boy Mama on Twitter. Follow BBM Clothing Line on Instagram, which is Blunt Boy Mama merch. That's where you can shop it, buy it, cop it, tag me in it. Tag BBM Clothing Line in it and get featured on Blunt Boy Mama's page. Yeah, check it out. You guys are already loving it, but I love it too. So like, of course you guys are going to love it. I would not be giving y'all something that's like shit. It's not shit. It's the shit. It's dope. Some dope ass merch. So you should definitely check it out. And you can also like Blunt Boy Mama on Facebook. You can become a Blunt Boy Mama patron by clicking the link at the top of the page on bluntboymama.com backslash podcast. Y'all, you know I'm high. <laughs> and once you do that, you'll see a link at the top of the page that says page that says click here to become a Blunt Boy Mama patron. And there you can sign up and for as little as $2 <laughs> and you can get up to three extra episodes of the podcast a month. You get shout outs here on the podcast. You will also get free merch. I mean, need I say more? You're able to communicate with me. 
directly. Come on. So it's really, it's a good deal. And at the end of the day, you know that you're supporting a Black woman's podcast, a Black mom's podcast. And it means the world to me to have the support of the patrons that I do have. Thank you so much, you guys. And I appreciate all of you guys' support and everything and all the love and all the messages. I read them all. Um, So thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye.